0: The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So stealadealspi.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. stealadealspi.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: Alderman Jim Donald, how are you? Man, it's getting deep in here this morning. Oh, oh, a little rugged brother. This is big wow. league stuff. Um, <laughs> Council meeting last night... Uh, Compared to the last time, this was the Reader's Digest version last night. What happened? Well, oh, brother, uh, last <laughs> week, four hours plus. Four hours plus, that's right.
0: And this week, I think this week it was less than an hour.
1: A welcome change, let me tell you. Anything major? What's, what's on the agenda? The firehouse is dominating most of the attention right now? Yeah, that was a big part of
0: the discussion the last few weeks. We have uh, three stations that were interested in and in, uh, moving. And one new station, I should say. Uh, the one the station station number six, which is located uh, over by the tenth street tracks. It's interesting. You presently have to go south to go north, right. So obviously that station needs to be moved and and they're looking at a different location. And then out west, you have anybody that's been out west off of Bruns Lane in Monroe knows uh, darn good and well that there's a there's a there's a problem with traffic. Over at the station number 8, which is by the Starbucks, uh, the engines have to even back in and out, or mm. out, uh, in, back in the station, and it creates a traffic hazard. So we're going to move that one from the Starbucks location out to just right across from the Fit Club West, which is a good thing. And then the the uh, third station, which is about 20 years, 20, 25 years overdue, is the Southwest Station you know, over uh, off of Spaulding Orchard Road and Veterans. So... A lot of things going on in
1: Springfield. Absolutely. When the firehouses uh, and there's all these equipment being purchased and so on. I mean, why are we getting hit with this all of a sudden? Probably the plan to relocate engine houses has been on the board for a long time.
0: It has. And that's something actually that was discussed uh, as even 10 years ago and, and 20 years ago. So it's, uh, it's you know, the response time. It's all about response time with Absolutely. the fire department. And we're talking not only for fires, but for health. I think about Uh, your loved ones that uh, may or may not have had some heart problems as an example and every minute every second counts and the response time in some of the areas out in the southwest are over seven minutes and the the standard is four minutes or under.
1: Do most aldermen concerned, is it, I must be missing something, is it important to have a firehouse in my ward? I think it's important. You know, I actually have, uh,
0: in Ward 9, there is a station off of uh, North Grand that's physically in the ward, but Station 8 is right on the border, so it's just as important. But what happens when Station 8 moves from that Monroe Street location out to the Fit Club, it provides more of a four-minute response to that northwest part of the city. So it definitely impacts Ward 9 as well as others. Do you have any ward? Will you have any firehouses in your new ward? It looks like uh, under the proposed map, it looks like the, uh, the one on North Grand
1: still. How much of a challenge is the pension situation with the fire department? We heard uh, uh, Chief Blau here the other day made a very valid point and I'd uh, never even thought about it. He said there are not a lot of firefighters that want to be working into their 50s. Uh, yeah. There's an age thing and you're not probably as good at 55 as you were at 35. And I had not given that much thought until he made that point that's an integral part of the pension situation. Am I right? You folks are mandated by what the state passes when it comes to pensions. That's correct. And
0: and there's been changes that have been made at the state house that has
1: impacted that, we'll say
0: unfunded pension liability. No question. Uh, you know, and sure. Can money more and more monies be put into the pensions to reduce that liability? There's no question. However, what we, we face as a council is we have immediate needs, we have short-term needs, we have long-term needs, and you got to figure out a nice mix to make make it all work because, you know, we have a functioning city and, we, and people expect
1: services as well. Alderman Jim Donlon, how are we coming on the ward maps? It has to be redrawn after the census. You received, who do you commission to do that? Yeah, the planning commission was commissioned to come up with a the draft map, and we received that just a
0: couple of weeks ago. So we've really just been absorbing that map. And, uh, you know, the ultimate responsibility, we have, we as a council have to pass a map by the end of July so that we can get ready for the upcoming election season. And, you know, Springfield is unique. We're one of the few municipalities in the state where all the elected officials, you know, the, all 10 uh, aldermen, alderwomen, uh, the mayor, the clerk, the treasurer, we're all up at the same time, and that
1: happens to be next year. It's coming up fast. Wow, hard to believe. Okay, so can you, now that you've got the map, can you folks like a... If- Aaron Conley is contiguous with your your particular ward. Can you trade off precincts? Can you do that? And is, just so you make the trade, the final okay has got to be done by the entire council.
0: Yeah, it has to be done by the entire council. And what what is most of utmost importance is we have a consent decree. It's a federal court document that says how we it's how we were established as a municipality. That's why we say with Springfield is unique. There was a lawsuit in the eighties, as you probably remember, right. And we have to uh, we have to have a uh, uh, a majority minority ward for sure, and we have other ramific- other factors that need to be taken into account. And uh, but when it comes down to using your example of uh, tr- you know trading areas and so mm-hmm. forth, sure it could be done, but there is a domino effect. We have population uh, equality and comp- compact and contiguous considerations. All those things have to be taken into account.
1: Did the census show us? Obviously, there's a uh, a major movement in Springfield the growth population wise appears to be uh, in 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 wards seven eight nine and ten I guess right
0: and I think 10 was the definitely the one with the with the biggest increase I think it was 2100. Wow yeah and so that's you know that comes into play and in, in how things uh, even out you know the population was stagnant and that's something we obviously need to work on with economic development. We want to see Springfield grow. Uh, not 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 backslide. So uh, it's there's a lot of things going on uh, to to that end. However, uh we gotta get a map in place, that's for sure.
1: Let's get back to the firehouse situation in a minute. Yeah. It, it is the location southwest uh, down on Veterans Parkway and yeah. Spaulding uh, Orchard, Orchard Road. Is that a high priority or are you okay with that? That's a high priority.
0: I mean it needs to be done. Uh, as I stated earlier, there's response times issues that have been there for over 20 years we do have a we do have a intergovernmental agreement an intergovernmental agreement with chatham fire protection district for some responses but the people in that area deserve a firehouse uh, it's long overdue you know we were talking to council uh, people think oh the the new area of springfield uh, panther creek well think about it panther creek has been around what, 30 years yeah, i mean they're not sure they're not new structures they're newer than some but it's long overdue.
1: Well, there's a lot of new development on Spalding, Orchard Road, sure. and so on. But you're right. Piper, Glen, Panther Creek have been there for a while, and that's simply the way the community is growing. And uh, it's nice to have an agreement with Chatham, but I'm sure the residents, both in Piper and Panther, would just soon have Springfield responding as quick as possible. Amen. Huh? I would think. Yes. Um, are we spending too much? Sh- are you okay with the people, the guys and gals, uh, the firefighters, going immediately to the scenes of accidents or potential heart attacks and things like that, acting as paramedics? Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's think about it. If we too. didn't have that, what, what it would it mean for our community? I mean,
0: uh, we the, the firefighters are the first ones on the scene almost every time, and every single second counts. Yep. And, I, you know, I had a friend, I used the example, I had a friend that's not here in Springfield, I will say, but he had a, a Widow Baker heart attack, and he, call, he called 911 himself, and he was having a procedure done. Almost at the, exactly the hour point, And they said you only had ninety minutes. You're lucky you got here, and it gave me the chills. And it makes you think about what is important,
1: and those response times are extremely important. And they are the first. Per- they are usually quicker—ninety, probably five percent of the time—than the ambulance people can get there. I heard stories just last
0: night where our firefighters have had to stay on scene for over a half an hour because they're waiting for the ambulances to come because they're elsewhere. I mean, sure. we don't have we don't have a fleet of ambulance no. vehicles like we
1: do the fire in the fire department. No doubt, it is twenty-seven past the hour. Alderman Jim Donnell is with us. We're going to ask him to stay until eight o'clock this morning. Then we're going to visit with folks. From the, you ever been in the Muni? I have been in the Muni, not Come in, on. not in the Muni, but at. I've no, been to no, the Muni. have you ever been on stage at the Muni?
0: I have uh, been on stage to help tear down,
1: or I forgot what they. You've the never performed called. at Strike. the Muni. I've never, never have. had a line in a play or a production. The, no, because then the Muni would no longer be there because it'd be so poorly done. <laughs> 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 Twenty-eight past. Tell me about your family. We uh, had the opportunity, gosh, I know we've been doing this a long time, but uh, we did the show a couple times uh, over at St. Agnes, and I think we interviewed both of your children. They were in grade school at the time uh bring me up to date yeah. uh, a son and a daughter what are they doing got a
0: son and a daughter and uh, yeah you remember correctly I remember I was on I was the president of the St. Angus mm-hmm. school board my that's son why they got the, on he was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was the president of the he was president of the of the eighth grade class yes. and, and kind of a fun thing and yeah and uh yeah he might fast forward my my son is now 23 years old impossible he moved to Los Angeles what and, yeah yeah he moved his uh his dream he wants to be an actor or director and uh, he, he moved out there last August. Uh, he spent about six months. Uh, he transferred his job at, from Starbucks that he had in college. Okay. Worked at, at, in retail and hated every minute of it, <laughs> and uh, he now just started uh, with Paramount Pictures. He is uh, in their postgraduate internship program, and we're really proud of him. Is, so,
1: so he went to Illinois State. With Illinois State. Majoring
0: in? He majored in theater, film, and communications. Kind of had a double major, and and, so uh, he, he lost his last couple of years like everybody else with yeah. COVID
1: and spent a lot of it at home. And, and uh, Did he do a lot of interviewing or was the Paramount job the first
0: one? He did a lot of applying. Okay. And uh, he, he got the call. My wife was actually with uh, my sister-in-law, mother-in-law, and uh, my nieces. And he got the call for the first interview and they did that via Zoom. And then they did a second round in person and they hired him on the spot. Wow. Good. And how about the daughter? What is she doing? She is 20 years old, and Uh, she's up at DePaul (laughs) University in Chicago doing really well.
1: Majoring in?
0: Her major is, I'm going to mess this up, because of the the, the difference. She is a graphic design, communications, uh, and she has literally about four minors. And she says that she wants to be the, she's a 35-year-old, by the way, in a 20-year-old body. She wants (laughs) to be the person when when the employer asks uh, for something to be done, that she's the go-to person. Really? Yes.
1: Good for her. She's on it. Um I've asked you this in the past and I, I think I know the answer. A year ago you were considering a, a run for mayor. Uh are you ready to say you're going to seek re-election as an alderman? Uh, I am ready to say uh, that's my intention.
0: I love being an alderman. I love serving the community. I Love serving Ward 9, but it's been a it's been a strange couple of years to say the least. Okay. Uh with COVID and not, you know, uh, I'm a I'm a people person and and uh, I'm going to start back up. I was having, uh, as an example, having regular office hours uh, so people could come in. I'm very, I am pride myself on being accessible, whether it's via email, cell phone, yep. whatever it is, uh, in person, go to the, go to the neighborhood association meetings. But that, that human part of it, uh, uh, although we, I think we do done a pretty good job of filling in the gaps with Zoom and, and other avenues, but... I'm, I'm ready to ready to ready to get back in and and uh, full full blast and and uh, I'd I make it a practice of walking neighborhoods even when you don't have to just to hear what's going on and and uh, ready to start that back up again and and uh, I'm excited.
1: How concerned should I be about potential brownouts this
0: summer in Springfield? Uh, well, according to the presentation we got last week, uh, we all need to be concerned, and wow. quite frankly, I think that's unacceptable. Did you see that coming? Did, didn't see it coming. Uh, however, the utility, will t- they started to say that, uh, well, we we alluded to some of this when we were talking about closing units one, two, and three. And uh, so my immediate, let's let's think about that. That's been a while ago, a year ago and over a year ago. What have you done? Uh, do we have a power purchase agreement? If we're, If we need excess power, where are we? We need to amp that up. And there's been a lot of obstacles. I'll, I'll give them that, but uh, it, just to come and throw it out to the council. And, you know, we're the board of directors. So if we have a brownout, a blackout, whatever you want to call it, who do you think who do you think the residents are going to call? And rightfully so. And uh, I don't want the answer to be, "Well, we were told we were told about it, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago," and and uh, I don't know where we're headed. I want an answer. I, I want to, and, and conservation's got to be a part of it. We heard that uh, part of the discussion last week. But we need some power purchase agreements. We need. We need. We need to thank. Thank. Thank goodness we have Unit Four. Just think if we didn't have that, mm-hmm. where we'd be. We'd be in a load of trouble.
1: Hard no to believe intended. with all the power that we have, but hard to believe that we could be subject to some of those things we're hearing about other communities, and little did anybody realize this potential here in Springfield. Yeah, and uh, that,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and that's a discussion. I mean, we, we could spend a whole hour on, on right. that. And, you know, we're a member of MISO, and that's the Midwest grid. I'm just oversimplifying it. And there's some, if there's needs in other areas, you know, as a participant, you have to, you know, our power could go there. And there's a lot of moving parts to this. It's not a simple answer, but gosh darn it, we deserve
1: uh, uh, some direction. Um. Remind everybody what your, your full-time job is. We yeah. all know aldermanic duties are part-time. What's yeah, your full-time? I, I love what I do. I'm, I'm the
0: executive director of a statewide insurance pool. We represent, um, our members are uh, smaller units of government, townships, and road districts, and we get into everything from, uh, you know, a windstorm comes through and rips off a roof of a building, that could be a claim, to uh, major accidents, to lawsuits. Uh, it's kind of, it's all over the board. Every day is different,
1: and uh, I just love what I do. How the pandemic impact, not only your... Responsibilities as an alderman, but also in your professional career. Yeah, it's
0: impacted our ability to speak before large groups. Uh, we're we used to, like tomorrow. I'm going to be in, in Rockford for a, for a session. Uh, where we're going to have a couple hundred people. Uh, 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 but you know, my a lot of what I do, my team is spread out statewide. So we're, you know, a lot of it's somewhat virtual anyway. And uh, so we were we were uh, seamless, and I'm really proud of how we handle things.
1: Got less than a minute. Uh, we have, I'm not sure we've talked about you. Uh, all of us losing a good friend, but uh, you and Rick Davis, oh my. Uh, who was a regular guest on this show, and I saw him in the Secretary of State responsibilities. Um, Thirty seconds, my friend, pretty special guy, was not he not? What a gem! And uh, I miss him
0: dearly. Uh, he was a, a friend first and foremost, uh, but what an advisor! <laughs> and he's one of those people you could just—he uh, would may not even have heard about what's going on because he's you know in his own life, and, and yeah. you'd, you'd brief him on an issue, and he'd he'd ask you a few questions and give some advice that. Uh, was invaluable. And I, I miss him dearly.
1: Thanks for taking time for us today. I know you've got eight o'clock meeting. I, I do apologize for that. So you will be there shortly. I will be there shortly with yes. all the synchronized lights. Not a problem wherever you're. Oh, going. You, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you all. Thank all you for having Jim- me.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.